0: Welcome to the King's Chapel Alaska podcast. From wherever you are listening, we are so excited that you tuned in today. Let's prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word.
1: Hallelujah! All right. Isaiah 35. Thank you, Minister Micah. The wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and bloom as a rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice. Even with joy and singing, the glory of Lebanon shall give to it the excellence of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the excellency of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are fearful, fearful hearted, be strong. Do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with recompense of God. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb sing. For water shall burst forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert, The parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land springs of water. In the habitation of jackals, jackals, where each lay, there shall be grass with reeds and rushes. Verse 8. A highway shall be there, a road and a road, and it shall be called the highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for others. Whoever walks the road, although a fool, shall not go astray. Good news. Verse 9. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast go up on it. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads, they shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Father, thank you. Come on. Thank you, Lord. You're amazing. Move in great power, God, tonight. We ask you to have your will, to have your way. We won't stop you. Let the gifts of the Holy Spirit be in operation now. Oh, God, bring much glory. Release all that's in your heart to us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Well, I've heard an update on Vision 500, so I just wanted to share that right now. Uh, We are 370 churches now, and um, we have till May to hit 500. We call it Vision 500. You say, what? How are you going to hit 500 churches? No idea, but we didn't know how to do 370 either, so... God's going to come through for us and very, very grateful for that. The Marshallese uh, in the lower 48 and different places are just exploded. How many of you know Marshallese are? They're Micronesians from an island, called, from an, a group of islands called the Marshall Islands. And uh, God's pouring out his spirit with my beloved brother, Pastor Dotson, and uh, all, those that, all the pastors and leaders underneath him. They just planted 17 churches in the first part of, now they've been planning, you know, but they just planted 17 churches this month. And uh, I told Pastor Dotson, I think he has 49 different churches he's planted with his team. I told Pastor Dotson a long time ago, I said, man, we're going to beat you, bro. We're just going to beat the fool out of you, and we're going to give God all the glory for it. He said, yeah, bring it. Let's go. So he keeps lurching ahead, and I, I said to him, man, you're making it awfully difficult, but nothing's too hard for the Lord. Can somebody say amen? Amen. We just spur one another on to to faith in good works. Tragic uh, what happened today in the nation's capital to me. And in actual f- fact, it's um, hard to believe anybody anymore for me. I, I just, uh, you know, getting a, a real source of what the truth is, is um, I'm just glad we have God's word. I'm glad that God's word is truth and we can count on it. And uh, was grieved throughout the day praying and um saw great breakthroughs and different things happen also but in the midst of just heartbreak and um, you know I've got people contacting me and said see how conservatives are see see listen it's the devil, the devil is the one who comes to steal, kill and destroy and uh, the devil uses conservatives and liberals and anybody that will yield themselves to him. so the, including politicians, Republicans, Democrats, independents. he, he just he'll just use anybody because that's what he does. And uh, I felt to bring you this word to encourage you. I'm just telling you right now, you're going to leave this place encouraged. You will leave this place like, what the heck? God is good. Come on, somebody say, God's good. good. Come on, God is absolutely amazing. You're going to leave this place like, come on, let's go. I I sort of had some discouragement try to settle on me. I said, oh, no, you don't. I got nothing. But you say, Pastor, did you see the... I saw the news. Did you read the newspaper? Uh, Yeah, I read the newspaper. But I read the book. I I read the book. I know what God's Word says. And I'm believing God for a great release of His power. Can you say amen? amen? It's going to be the greatest year. 2021 is going to be the greatest year... Ever. I don't care if COVID-21 sweeps through. Doesn't matter to me what happens. Senate, Congress. I mean, I'm going to pray. I'm going to believe. But I'm telling you, God is on the throne. Don't fret. Don't worry. Come on. He's going to do amazing things. I said he's going to do amazing things. He is. Isaiah here. Look at this text. Isaiah 34. You read Isaiah 34 and uh, it's just like the, the, this desert is described, and, and it's just, it's brutal, but then Isaiah 35, everything changes. I want you to know that everything's going to change. Amen. Everything's going to change. Is it going to change? going to change for good. Why do you say that? Because I'm a believer And God, I am with God. God is with me. He's he's living on the inside of me. I'm seated in heavenly places. And he's given us every spiritual blessing in Christ. Every single one. So do not let yourself get discouraged. Shake off discouragement. And realize that God is going to cause things to bloom. How come? Because I said so. How come you said so? Because he said so. I've called or entitled this message... If you will, he will. If you will, he will. Make it personal. If I will, he will. If I will. Many times the church is waiting for God to break through and do something awesome. And the truth is the Lord is many times waiting on his people to fast and pray and turn from their wicked ways. And this text is so profound. And so take your notes. Let's move into it here. Verse 1 and 2, we see the desert blooms. The wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them. And the desert shall rejoice with blossom as the rose. I don't know if you've ever seen that before. Verse 2, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice. Has anybody ever seen a super bloom? A super bloom is a word that's used for deserts that are dry for even decades, and then rain comes, floods the desert, and they explode with these flowers. And you can go online and look up and you know images and find super bloom. It's a wonderful thing to go Google because it's beautiful, whatever search engine you use, and find super blooms. It's absolutely amazing. Deserts explode with flowers. The abundance of uh, photos that are taken during that time is extraordinary because it's like supernatural. Places where there's n- you don't see hardly anything living, it rains, and all of a sudden there's these incredible explosion of flowers. That is the picture of what, what God will do, that his glory will be seen. His glory will be seen like a super bloom. Now you, I wish I had a picture of it right now to throw up on the screens. I don't. I just finished this message like 35 minutes ago. A super bloom. I'm telling you, God is going to bring a super bloom of his glory in 2021. How do you know that? Because I know. God encouraged me today. The glory will be seen. Come on, somebody say God's glory is seen. Verse 3 and 4 is is interesting. Verse 3 and 4 of Isaiah 35. Strengthen the weak hands. Make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are fearful hearted, it's it's a picture of being an encourager. We're called to be an encourager. And I'll get into that here in just a bit. I'm gonna tell you, I've, I've read a lot of people that are like Debbie Downers, man. How many of you ever heard of that? If your name's Debbie, please don't be offended. But that's just like, they're like, oh, oh, well, Eeyore. Don't be, don't be an Eeyore, be an encourager. And so that we're called to be encouragers is what he's saying. And, and then if encouragers take if encouragement takes place, and you'll see this in the if-then um, vocabulary here, it says, then the eyes of the blind. Then the eyes of the blind, verse five. If we're encouragers, then miracles will happen. Right. And now I'm gonna break that down here in a little bit. And then E, we're called to live out, to live holy. And live out our holiness, and out of our holiness comes security. Listen, if you don't live holy, you you you, don't, you won't have security. So, very simply, God speaking to us: things can change. Everything that you see with your eyes are temporal. Everything you see on the news is temporal, whether it be true or a lie. It's all it's all temporal. Temporal means subject. To change, And so many people live their lives in God with a temporal viewpoint. They, they live their lives of what they can see. Well, they don't have enough money, so then this can never happen. Don't live inside a box. Don't live inside the confines of your mind. You have a finite mind. And if you were to look at a desert, well, I would never, never see flowers out here. Yes, until there's a super bloom, until God sends rain. And God is going to send rain in the driest places of our nation. He's going to send the reign of his spirit, the reign of his power into churches, into life groups, into teams. He's going to manifest his power. Things can change. I want you to say that. Things can change. He said they have changed. Yep, they have. And they will. God will work all things together for the good for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. The book of Romans talks about that. Come on, someone say, oh, it's subject to change. Come on, think about the mountain that you're facing. Think about the impossibility that's before you. Think about the sickness, perhaps that your uncle was diagnosed with, or that which was was said is in your physical body. I'm telling you, it's subject to change. God can change anything. His arms are not too short. He's more than able. Somebody say it's subject to change. I remember so many years ago. In our church, we were in the middle of a building project, not unlike we're in the midst of now, only this one's a whole lot more expensive than that one, simply because of 25 years later. And we needed God to show up and do miracles. Some of you were in King's Cathedral Maui at that time. I was. And we were facing impossible impossible odds, absolutely impossible. And God gave a word to Dr. Morocco out of Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 27, verse 27, verse 20, 27, 28, that the anointing will be upon you and, he will, and God will destroy the yoke, that the anointing will be upon you so strong that the yoke will be broken because of the anointing oil. Now that, I'm gonna tell you, I was just in the church right at that time. I was just starting to go to morning prayer. I hadn't met Karen just yet. She swept me right off my feet. It was just prior to that. And I would be in the back of the prayer room because that's where you hide. Just, And there was columns and stuff, especially when I started to get called on for prayer. And then, you know, I didn't want to pray. I'd like become a column, just go thin. He doesn't see me. He doesn't see me. And some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Call on somebody else. And we started praying. That's when I first started hearing. Lord, let your anointing break the yoke. And we had all kinds. It'd take too long to go into all the stories, but I'm talking lawsuits, bankrupt steel company. uh, I mean, all kinds of problems. I mean, problems. We don't have those kind of problems. We have other challenges. Problems are challenges turned inside out. You just got to think of them differently. (laughs) Problems are opportunities for you to springboard into your future. The desert is a place for an opportunity for it to bloom. So if you're in the desert, encourage yourself. Jesus was led out by the Spirit into the desert. Why? To get beat down? No, to win on the home playing field of the devil. And to exercise his authority. And if you're in the midst of a challenge, you're in the midst of a problem, you've got a yoke on you, you need some kind of a breakthrough. If you'll just learn to pray and get a word from God, it will change. I've got a word from God, I believe, for our church in this next year that God is going to cause things to radically change. If we will, He will. If if I will, He will. What do you mean if I I have personal responsibility to speak? I'm getting ahead of myself. I might might just preach tonight. I might. Strengthen the feeble hands. I've got responsibility, things that I have to do. So many people just wanted to hit them upside the head and just, you know, oh, God just blessed me because he loves me. Yeah, he loves you, and he'll bless you like that, but other times you're going to have to, you know, take it. You're going to have to reach in and take it. And if you don't, then he won't. If you will, he will. If you won't, he won't. It's like, huh, I thought God's just, no, God wants to do good things, but he partners with you. Some of you not willing to partner. Some of you just want to keep doing your same, your same cycle of sin and captivity and expect it's going to be different. I'm, I'm preaching better than you're a You're like, well, this is going to be different. It's going to be different. It's going to be a different year. I'm just telling you for me, for my home, for this house, we're going to see a great deluge of God's glory and power. And I'm going to tell you, it'll be written about, it'll be talked about, it'll be preached about, it'll be it, it it'll be our testimony. Why is that? Because I say so, because God's word says so, because he dropped faith in my heart. The desert's going to bloom.
0: Things are going to change. God's going to release his glory. God's going to pour out his spirit. The lost are getting saved. The blind are going to have their, their, their eyes opened mute will speak. Ah, ah, The deaf will hear.
1: Can you say yes? yes? If you will, he will. The power of the kingdom of God is being released through us. If we will, he will. Verse 2 talks again about the glory of God. I can't help but read this and then think about 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. NIV it says, and we all, with unveiled faces, contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with the ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Let me read that again. You know what, I'm not sure if that's the NIV. It might be the New King James. Can you put that up? Uh, 2 Corinthians 3, 18. Turn there. It's worth underlining why they're finding that. It's worth underlining 2 Corinthians 3. To me, it ties right in. And it's from this scripture that we get, what you behold, you will become. And I want you to say that. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18. If you're all there, say amen. That's 14. Four more verses. You're doing great. One more. It's good because I get a chance to catch my breath. And we all who with unveiled faces. Now, you know what that's tying into now? Moses had to put a veil over his face when he came out from the presence of the Lord. Why? To hide the glory. In other words, the power God was so on Moses that would like freak people out. It's kind of like these lights in my face right now. So they had to put a veil over his face because it was like blinding. So that's what it's talking about. We with unveiled faces. In other words, we don't have veiled faces. We openly can come boldly before his throne if you could just see it that way. Contemplate the Lord's glory or being transformed into his image. Literally, when you behold his glory, when you experience God's power, it changes you. That's why you need to come to church on a regular basis. Well, I can get touched by God in my prayer closet. I hope to God you do. But at the same time, that does not take the place of a corporate unction, a corporate anointing will not forsake the gathering of the saints. Don't do that. So, where'd you go? Are you messing with me? Being transformed to his image with ever-increasing glory. When we contemplate, when we see the Lord's glory, when we experience his power, it changes you. And in being changed, we're transformed metamorpho is the word, into His image with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is spirit. So I'm telling you, the glory of God will be manifested to those who will behold His glory. He hides His secret with those who fear Him. A lot of people want to experience God's power but they're not willing to put their phone down, stop snapping, stop insting, and stop tick-tocking, and get into the presence of the Lord and spend time where He then touches you, illuminates your heart, and you come out of that like change, like something's different. What is it? I don't know. And then you find that you're more like Him. And when you live a life like that, there comes exponential releases of God's power, and He brings you from glory to glory to glory. I'm going to tell you something. If you think Christianity's boring, stick around. It should not be boring. It should go from glory to glory. What he's saying is the Holy Spirit's being poured out, and when the Holy Spirit is poured out, you will be changed, even from a desert to a super bloom. And we're all vessels of the Holy Spirit. and We're called to be, look at verse 3 and 4, we're called to be an encourager, or encouragers. Verse three and four, strengthen the weak hands. I want you to say that. Strengthen the weak hands, and make firm feeble knees. Okay, so are those are those action words? Is that an action? So, uh, so if my hands are weak and my knees are feeble, Pastor Gill. Would you assist me for a moment? I need some strength in my hands, please. All right. Very good. Good. Can you help my knees, please? Out? Thank you, Laura. Thanks. Appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> now, it's talking about the physical parts of your body, but it but it really applies to your whole life. Right. And if you learn to be an encourager, what does that mean? It's an encourager in action, but also in in, de- in deeds, but also in your words. It's in your words, it's in your deeds. We know a man by the name of Randy Hufford. Okay, Randy Hufford I have known since 1992. And the truth is, he was so on fire and so full of encouragement, I thought for sure, I mean, he was a freak to me when I first met him. Now I would come in, would you help me again? You be me, I'll be Randy Hufford, okay? Just face everybody. He would literally come up to me. Hey, how you doing, huh? You doing good? God's with you, son. He's gonna do great things. You've got a different spirit. You have a Caleb spirit. Shaka ta, ta. He's gonna help you. Awesome. No, like I'm not even exaggerating. It might have even been more than that. And so I'm like, dude, relax. You know, I'm like, chill. And then I started realizing, like. I'm not kidding. I must have been like his project. I probably was so depressed-looking that, that he just came and attacked me. I was up in Kula once, and uh, who's the guy? That, <laughs> who's the guy that wrote the Hour of Prayer? Uh, Dick Eastman. Dick Eastman. How many of you heard of Dick Eastman? Dick Eastman is a powerful man of God. Wrote lots of books on prayer. By the way, prayer is taught, caught, caught more than taught. But I do believe in reading books on prayer to help you. So Dick Eastman's coming to one of our extensions. And that's like a major man of God that's coming. And he wouldn't get out of my face. I mean, he's just like, you gotta come. You gotta come. Dick Eastman's coming. I'm like, okay, all right. I mean, when I walked out, I thought, geez, that guy's a little extra. I was getting so touched by God, and I really just thought he was just one of the freakish Pentecostals, you know? Interesting thing happened with him though. He just got blessed. Every, everything he touched, like li- like literally, he he made he made photographic uh, um, photography inventions that we're using right now in the digital age. He invented them, and he had so many ideas, and he was swirling with God's power and presence, and he was a cutting-edge guy, amazing photographer, and I've watched him for 25 years, and I'm gonna just tell you, I watched him just go straight up from glory to glory, and he was constantly telling me, in in the days when I couldn't stand to look at my own face in the mirror, I'd show up to church, and he's like, you've got a different spirit. You've got a Caleb spirit. You're gonna take the land, and you know what happened? Over the course of time, between the word and the spirit and listening to this guy, I started believing it. I got a come on someone say I got, got a different spirit. What's coming out of your mouth? Just think about this and if you're called to be an encourager you're certainly not called to be a a discourager. Well, I just like saying the way I see it, maybe your eyes are jacked up. Maybe you see things really dim and distorted through your unbelieving heart. You ever thought about that? Your actions release faith. That's what he did to me. He constantly released faith. You, hey, you can do it. Man, he's gonna give you a th- thousandfold, thousandfold. And then I'd come in, and he's got some other promise from Deuteronomy. You know, I got married. He's like, one can put a thousand of flight. Two can put 10,000. You and you and Pastor Carver, they're gonna release 10,000. I'm like, all right. Thank God for the Randy Huffords. You know what that guy would do? We'd take time for the the Project Zek offering, we call it, but it was called the Daily Seed before that. He'd be, like, back where Carol is, and and Dr. Morocco would be like, okay, we're going to pray. And he literally would be, he'd literally be in here like this, here right next to you. He'd be like this. He'd be like this. He'd be like. Ah! And he would run to give into the box. And then soon other people started, like, getting on the line. I'm
0: going to yeah, get in there first. And they, and they just went race. They still do it.
1: All of those things were such encouragement to my wife and I. Strengthen the feeble hands. Come on, look at verse, verse 4. Say to those who are fearful hearted. And I'm telling you right now. You've got nothing to be afraid of. Oh, but they, they lost the Senate.
0: God is on the throne. Quit aching. Perhaps we're reaping what has been sown for 40 years, and it could be this very moment now that God turns a desperation in the hearts of the people of America. I don't know. All I know is the desert is going to... That God will bring streams. If I will he will. I have too many promises. I'm partnering with God. I don't care what CNN says. I don't care what Fox News says. I don't care what Newsmax says. I don't care what any of the networks say. I don't care who they're voting in as person of the year at Time Magazine. I don't care about the Nobel Prize winner. I care that God is on the throne. I'm going to partner with him. He's going to move
1: in power. He's going to bless Israel. He's going to bless us even if we live in a nation that begins to turn away from him. We're going to pray, we're going to win souls, we're going to see God pour out his spirit. We will see the glory of God. Come on, if we will. It's the truth of God's word. Then, look at this, it says then. Verse 5. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened. There's a correlation between releasing words of faith, encouragement, Words of faith and actions of faith that release miracles. You know, every major miracle I've seen happen in, in my ministry, in my own life, has happened when, honestly, many of them were very inconvenient times. Really like, I don't want to do that right now. <laughs> well, that's nice, son. Do it anyway. And then in doing it, I see a breakthrough of God's power. I, I know some of that's when we're weak, He's strong. I, I just know that if we'll step in faith, if we'll speak in faith, it release it releases power. The power of God will be put on display. If you will, He will. If you won't, you can fold your hands. These signs follow them that believe. You won't fold your hands and sit on your blessed assurance the rest of your life, and you ain't gonna see. You will not see. That's not a curse, Pastor Karen. Amen. Everybody say, blessed assurance. You won't see the eyes of the blind shall be opened. Notice it says, then. You see then? Verse 5, verse 6. Then is tied to what is said before that. What is previous. The previous, then. So you look at what happened just before that. If I do this, then he will do that. If I will release encouragement, if I will strengthen, I will care for people, I will love people, I will be an encourager, I'll speak words of faith, I'll lay hands on the sick. If I do that, then the blind will see. Do you catch it? That's what it's saying. If we move in faith, people get encouraged and the kingdom of God's released. If we don't, then He won't. No, I, I understand. Please don't, don't, don't hear me wrong. There's sovereign things that He just does. Because he's good and he loves us. I'm so thankful for the sovereign touches and breakthroughs he's brought in my life when I didn't do anything to earn it. I had no faith and I was just lying there like a beetle on his back. We're called to live holy. It's the third thing here. I gotta go back. Are you encouraging your wife? Are you encouraging your husband? Are you encouraging your children? Think about what's, are you encouraging at your job site? Oh, you don't know what kind of employer I have. Well, maybe if you just change the way you speak that your employer would get touched by the Lord. We're on day three of the fast, and I, I usually work out, but I'm, Like I said, I'm having a challenging time remembering my own name. A little spinny, a little kind of, you know, just going after. It's a corporate thing. And uh, enjoying that. But I also don't want to put large amounts of weights over my face. (laughs) Because it's potentially dangerous. She's like, oh, that's what happened to your face. I know. Yeah, that's right. Just a little trick for all you weightlifters. If you're doing dumbbell presses and you get it up and you lose control, turn your head. So so I went to the sauna. Stories from the sauna. sauna. And uh, I sat in there, did, well, I don't know, three or four sets. And what I mean by that is you stay in there as long as you can, and you get out, and you go back in, you get out. So about three or four times. And during that period of time, I've never seen so many people in the sauna. I don't know what the deal is, but I I just thought, oh, this is like where I'm just going to get everybody saved coming in here. And uh, there was one young man, he was uh, uh, hes 13 years old, 14, I think he's 14, no, I'm sorry, he's 16, 16 years old, and uh, I could tell that he's highly intelligent, I begin to discern some things about him at 16, so I strike up a conversation with him, and he starts asking me some questions, and I can see that he's highly intelligent, and his dream is he wants to become a scientist, so we're talking about that, and um, asking him a little bit about where he's from in the state of Alaska and and find out that he's been a foster child since he was five and he's been to multiple families and uh, I invited them to church and that's where he found that's where I found out he said no well uh, I used to go to church with the other family but we don't go to church now and I thought oh well let's change that he's like started talking to him, and the Lord opened up an avenue to bring healing to him with his father and his mother. And I found myself basically lovingly preaching, which got very awkward when there's about seven guys in there. No social distancing whatsoever. No masks either. And so as we sat there, I'm... Talking to him, and I can see his heart coming alive. He starts believing what I'm telling him. And I share a little bit of my story, and he just like looks at me like, Are you serious? I say, Oh yeah. He says, You don't look like that. I said, because that's not me anymore. That old guy died a long time ago, and I got to preach the word to him, and he understood, and he had received Jesus years ago. He started getting so touched by God, and the truth is the other guys in there were getting touched by God too. And I said, I know it's kind of awkward because there's a whole bunch of men standing around you, and so we can talk later if you want to. And God loves you. He said, thanks, I'm hot now. I said, okay. <laughs> When's the last time you spoke life into somebody and released encouragement to your spouse, to your loved one, to your neighbor, to your, your life group leader? There's a, there's a number of people in the church that, have, that I've known for a long, long time, even before I came here. One family particularly just calls me randomly and tells me that I'm the best pastor ever. And they tell me how awesome the church is. And they've been in the church for 45 years, 40, 40, 40, their whole life. I think 45, 45 years plus. Not their whole life, so they're older than that. But before Dr. Morocco, they were part of this church. And they tell me, oh, you're the best pastor. And, oh, that message was so amazing. And I, I don't know if they're lying sometimes, but I think they're just trying to encourage me. <laughs> I don't think they're lying. You're on right now. You know who you are. I love you. But can I tell you, I've had times where I just couldn't see the forest from the trees as a pastor sometimes, and I'm praying in tongues, and I'll get a text comes across and says, oh, you're so full of faith. God's got everything concerning you. You're the best pastor. This is the greatest church. Oh, my God. Thank God for you. You and your wife are so amazing. Oh, I just read that. And just go, yes, God. We're amazing because you're amazing. And everything just kind of breaks off. And all of a sudden, my feeble hands and my feeble knees begin to receive strength. And then I begin to see breakthrough. And Who's the encourager in your life? Better yet, who are you encouraging? All right. Third way, we're all called to live holy. How can you live holy? This is fascinating, this highway of holiness. You can live holy because you're born again, you're made new. And if you've not been born again, this is your service. Give your heart to Jesus. Christianity is not a set of rules and regulations that you follow and then you get to go to heaven, Christianity is a relationship. What kind of relationship would it be if you just followed a bunch of rules and regulations, but there was no loving, intimate intimacy and honesty? It's amazing. A highway. A highway of holiness. What is the highway of holiness? I think it's a number of different things. I think it's his word. Come on, his word is a lamp unto a free light upon our path. Some of you, God's trying to visit in the quiet time that you never have. Come on, smile at me, smile. And I know there's a lot of distractions out there, but if you'll learn to get in the Word right first thing in the morning, just, just first thing in the morning. I don't know, I just think it's, and I, I've, fallen into, I've fallen into ruts at times where I got up and checked the news first. I'm not checking the news first. I don't check the news first. I'm getting in the Word, and I listen. I'm I'm an auditory learner, and so I'll listen to my section of Scripture first thing. My son does the same thing. Karen does. Pastor Karen does the same thing. That's what we do. We get in the Word first thing, and 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 even when I know there's things like today, you know, I couldn't wait to see like, oh, what happened with the Georgia? I'm like, I'm not looking at Georgia. I'm looking to you, because really, in the big scheme, big plan. Eternity? Oh, it's a big deal. Righteousness is a big deal. Hello? Truth, lies, corruption, it is a big deal. We need to stand more than ever before. But the compass of my heart must be set towards the Lord. And I found this. I found when I put in first in the word in my life, I find that my feet seem to just be on this highway and when I, when I pray in the spirit and I allow for the Holy Spirit to just flow through me I've got peace like a river and joy like a fountain and it might seem like a desert's around me or impossibilities are here and there but the word keeps me and the spirit refreshes me empowers me and leads me in. the other thing of the highway of holiness and this verse I want you to see this please and we're, we're moving to a close really a whole nother message here with recompense of God, verse, verse 4, coming with vengeance and recompense. Go do a word study on that. God's going to set everything straight, y'all. I said God will set every single thing straight and He'll restore. He'll bring a restoration of all things, so don't you worry. It'll all be working out one day. Eyes of the blind shall be opened. Verse uh, eight. All right, dumb will sing. Water shall burst forth in the wilderness, streams in the desert. Parched ground will become a pool. These are all promises that we could spend a lot of time on them. But it's it's if then. If you will, he will. If you will, he will. If I will, he will. A highway shall be there. Verse eight, and a road, and it shall be called a highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. That's a unclean is a very, a very pointed word in the Old Testament. It's it's unclean, it's it's without cleanliness, it's defiled. Now when you're born again, you're cleansed by the blood, and you're washed from every unclean thing, and you're made righteous. That's called an imputed righteousness. You can read Romans in different places. And when you really get a hold of that, it'll be lived out in your life in an imparted righteousness. In other words, when you really realize what He's done for you, you'll start living for Him like like it makes a difference. Not to get favor, but from favor. You'll walk in victory not to earn it, but because you already have it. No unclean shall pass over it. But it should be for others. Walk, whoever walks a road, although a fool. I love that. So there's going to be people on the highway, although a fool shall not go astray. You, you know what? That's a picture to me. When you live holy, let me just tell you this. Listen, this, this will make living holy all, all worth it. I can't really say that. There's too many other things. That, you got to have a paradigm shift. Oh, holiness is so hard. No, holiness is a great reward said I like right now oh my I have zero conviction I have I mean I have nothing going on I I'm like checking I have to visit somebody okay so my conscience bothered me right there let me see if there's anything else I can be sweeter Other than that, I'm good. How about you? How about you? It brings a peace. The footsteps of the righteous are ordered Lord of the Lord. And what I love about this is that although a fool, <laughs> foolish things of the world, that confound the wise. That literally, if you live holy, here's what will happen. You just pray. You live holy. You check yourself. Am I right before God? Am I right before men? Have I done the right thing? You have. Well, I've made a mistake, I think. That's okay. I'm going to work it out. Awesome. Sorry. That's sorry I Keep learning. I'm just so grateful that when we make mistakes, he works it out, Jerry. He just goes, watch this. Bam. And then you fall more in love with him. You're like, oh, yeah, okay. Through the years. What's that song we were just singing? Through the years, something, he's good. So good, too. How's it going? So good to something, something, something. Come on, Minister Micah. Can you turn his mic on? Thanks. I love you,
2: Lord. You're my first love. Oh,
1: I can't take it. Here it comes. Here's that part I was talking about. Here it comes. Ready? And through the years, even though I was a fool and made mistakes,
2: you've been good to me. So good. So.
1: be foolish but will have wisdom you see if you live holy and you do his word and you keep re- repenting you keep a lifestyle of repentance whoever taught you that repentance is a one-time thing and then you can live however you want to that that's not true So said no that's the grace of God no any grace the grace of God that says to you that you can live more loose and wild and not holy is not the grace of God any Anything that, that somebody would preach to you to say you have greater liberty to do whatever you want and it doesn't matter is not from God. That's not, what, that's not scripture. Are you living holy? You're being led by the Lord. Will not be devoured by the devil. Look at verse 9. I'm, I'm landing the plane. No lion shall be there. Oh, I love this. Because the Bible talks about the devil prowls around like a roaring Lion. Nor shall there any ravenous beast. It's a picture of the demonic. It's a picture of the devourer. We'll go up on it. And it shall not be found there. It's a picture of God protecting you by the glory of God on a highway of holiness that the devil can't, can't, can't touch you, can't do anything if you'll live there, you'll walk there. Holiness is important. Okay, look at verse 10, and I'm done. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return. This is talking about Israel, but it's also talking about us individually. It's talking about a remnant. Come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy, everlasting joy in their heads. And they shall obtain joy and gladness, and the sorrow and the sigh shall flee away if you will he will so you're waiting for God God's waiting for you It's a little different little different lens there why doesn't God just well why don't you just double up and live right Why, why don't you why don't you pray why don't you do your part God won't do our part we can't do his but if you will show up and pray, and fast, live right, keep your heart right, keep turning the other cheek, keep going this another mile, keep living God's word, keep a short list of accounts, keep yourself from getting unoffended, and you press in, then God will release his power. You'll be an encourager, release faith. Are you getting something tonight? Such a simple word. Lift your hands to heaven all across this place. your husband? Yeah. I have a word for you. And uh, just receive it. You don't need to look up. You don't need to do anything different. Just stay right where you're at. You'll know it's for you. If you want to hear it later, it'll be online. The enemy fired arrows that pierced your heart through. Almost to a place of impossible repair. And despair came. Sorrow came. And the Lord tonight is removing those arrows and releasing His power in such a way to heal the deepest places, sir, of your heart. The Lord says that I'm going to come in the midnight hour and touch you, you'll wake up at night and you'll sense something's different in the room. It's the Lord, his presence. And you're going to find like layers just begin to to peel off. There's been certain things you've been challenged with and not been able to turn it. The Lord says, as you give yourself to these moments, even in the night, There's going to come a strength and a supernatural favor. I'm telling you, says the Lord, the desert will bloom. It will all change. It's all changed. He brought you here. I don't know if I've ever met you before, but he brought you here to tell you that it's all changing. Starting tonight, if you'll believe him, do your part, he'll do his part. If I will, he will. An invitation to draw near to God comes to you tonight. And if you come, he will run at you and heal you. He's revealing himself as the loving heavenly father to you, healing all the wounds. There's greatness on the inside of you. You've got a gift of uh, entrepreneurial gifting. There's uh, business giftings. You have an ability to take things and put them together. It's a unique wisdom that God's given you. From the time you were a small boy, you've always sensed that something great would take place. I confirm to you by the word of the Lord that that great thing that's to take place is God's kingdom blowing through you and him using you like a lightning rod for his power, for his presence. You've been disgusted at church, and the Lord's really after you tonight, I guess. It's good. He loves you. That's why. You've been disgusted with church, not unlike some of us. Where you've seen a bunch of religious nonsense, mumbo jumbo, fake, uh, hyped um, actors, and it gave you a really bad taste. There wasn't a transparency, and there certainly wasn't a concrete living out of that which you knew in your heart to be right. But the Lord has brought you even to this place to heal you and strengthen you and to open your eyes tonight to the plan and the things that have been delayed. For delay is not denial that you've been set up. So be of good cheer. Be encouraged tonight. He loves you. He's going to bring about his plan. If you will, he will. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on. With all my heart, 837 I love you Lord. there's nothing on netflix and if you could mute your phone that would help
2: you're you. my first love you're, you're my reward. reward
1: come on sing it to
2: him through the
1: for You two guys, come here. So good. No. To All three, me. four, you're included. Come on. Just line up right here. So good, good. to me.
2: I'm dancing, on. I'm
1: dancing on the rising sun. Lift your hands. The Lord is going to touch this generation. In fact, I want every single youth person up here if you feel led to come. Quickly. And mom and dad, don't make them come. they got to move on their own. They don't want to come. Don't make them come. Right here. Daniel, come stand here, please. Come, come, come. Come this side. Come across the front. You're going to own it one day. Might as well get in here. Come on. Get arms distance apart. Holy Spirit.
2: Arms distance. Holy and Spirit, I want you to reach your hands towards these guys.
0: Going to see a move of God in you the
2: youth.
0: Going to see an awakening in the
2: youth. You never
0: Holy found. Spirit, come.
2: No, Musicians. Lift your voice all across this place. The power God is here. Holy Ghost. And the dreams to come. Holy Spirit. And when seasons change, no, I won't. Dreams to come and when seasons change
1: The Lord says that he's giving you a brand new heart. And he's going to teach you how to guard it. He's going to teach you how to protect that. Come around the front, Jenny. Just come around the front. He's going to teach you how to protect that and how to guard over it many, many times you are not seen the way that the Lord would have you seen or taken care of the way the Lord would have you taken care of. The Lord says, I'm putting my word in your mouth. I'm putting my word in your heart. I'm going to use you. I'm going to use you to speak in villages. I'm going to use you to speak in the highways and byways. The old things pass away. Behold, all things
0: Touch it. Bring that lady here. Where are you? Stand out of the aisle, please. Come on, lift your voice.
2: Let the Holy Spirit
0: touch you tonight. Every voice, sing. The Lord's healing people. He desert place will bloom if you say yes and you surrender to him he will fill you full of hope and strength let your hands be strengthened tonight let your feeble knees be strengthened tonight receive the encouragement of heaven holy spirit
2: come on, come on. I'm come on lift your voice the rising sun Holy Ghost, yield
0: to the Holy Spirit or stay the same. It's up to you. I'm going in. Specifically, go lay hands on his heart right there, right now, in the name of Jesus.
1: to Jesus for the first time, or perhaps you've given your heart to the Lord, but you want to recommit to him because you know you've drifted in your relationship with him. If that's you, you want to get right with Jesus for the first time. You want to make a recommitment all across this place. That's you. Give your heart to Jesus. First time, make a recommitment. You believe that Jesus died on a cross and rose again from the grave for you. If that's you, pray this prayer right out loud. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to die in my place, and to rise again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Savior. Wash me. me. Cleanse me. me. Make me new. new. Thank you for loving me. me. And thank you for hearing my prayer. prayer. Amen. Amen. Would you lift your hands? Lift your heart. Take whatever posture you like. To this precious lady, you're not going to have a broken heart anymore. You're not going to have a broken heart anymore. Hold on, sweetheart. I want you to hear this. So try to hear this now. You're not going to have a broken heart anymore. The Lord is going to raise you up. You've made decisions in your life out of a broken heart. Minister Lori, would you come? And the Lord says, I'm giving you a new heart. I'm pulling out the heart of stone, I'm putting in the heart of flesh. Sorrow and sighing, you'll know no more. And I'm going to bless you. And now I'm going to use you. The gift of the evangelist is going to be upon you, for God will do such amazing things in your life that people will begin to ask you because you literally will look 10 years younger. Honestly, I don't know what you look like now, so I'm not saying you look old, but I'm just saying. He's going to ref- refresh you. And He's going to give you joy. The oil of joy. The spirit of heaviness is broken. The assignment on you over the past 10 years is broken. And tonight you get a new heart, a new life, and a a fresh beginning. And the Lord is going to help you to make decisions based upon His Word, healthy counsel, His Spirit. So be healed. You'll bring dozens and dozens and dozens of people into the house of the Lord. You've helped so many already. But now there's a supernatural grace to be able to really meet their need. You'd give your shirt off your bag. You'd do anything to help anybody. Now the Lord's going to equip you over these next months. If, if you will, He will. As you give yourself to training and discipleship to equipping, He will raise you up. And he'll use you, even in the gift of the evangelist and so many other things. I see see God giving you creative ideas. I see arts. I don't know, like weaving or something. I see something with crafts, arts, things like that. I see God blessing you, giving you some new hobbies and some new things. Lord, touch her. Bless her. Fill each and every one of these, Lord, right now. Come on, lift your hands for a moment longer. Fill each and every one. We declare that the desert will bloom, the streams will flow. Lord, thank you for the glory of God that we will behold your glory and become more like you, God. We thank you for what we're going to do over these next years, these next four years, Lord. Power, God, the blessing of God, the favor of God, the increase of your presence and power. We love you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. What a powerful service. Don't miss Friday night prayer. We love you so much. Youth on Friday night. Don't y'all miss it. Wonderful. We have a rally for all the leaders on Saturday at 9 a.m. For our leaders, you'd be a part of that. We love you so much. Starting a new series. Pastor Karen going to be preaching Sunday morning. New series on vision. Don't miss it. It's going to be great. God bless you. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord bless you. Keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you. Lift up his countenance towards you. Be gracious to you. Keep you. Give you. Peace.